Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Pints of Football, where much like with The Simpsons and Family Guy, you're about to endure a crossover episode that nobody asked for. I am Daz Napton, the reluctant founder of Pints of Football, and with me tonight, I am pleased to welcome a special guest for this latest In The Mix episode, as we are joined by one half of the scoreless thriller Hoddy, Alex. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Very, uh, very pleased to be on the show, Daz. <laughs> Good. So just uh, so everyone knows, we've got him on for In The Mix, which usually has been, as the title suggests, a load of random stories about random things. And we put a challenge out to the Sports Social Network to see if anyone wanted to come and join the challenge, which is to try and find an interesting, strange, funny, hilarious, disastrous or just overall weird story about every single country in the world. Alex took it on and was given the random country. Obviously, it could have been anywhere from Brazil right down to Belize. And he got Belize. Yeah, Belize, the Central, Central American uh, outpost. It's not a huge hotbed of football, but uh, ready to get into it in the Caribbean. Exactly. So before that, I just wanted to uh, pass over to Alex just to tell us a bit about the Scoreless Thriller podcast and what, if you haven't been listening to it so far, you've been missing out on. Yeah, I mean, on the on the podcast, we sort of try and cover like different interesting stories from the world and football, kind of trying to take in a kind of broader perspective on different things. I mean, just for, for example, I mean, we tackled sort of uh, maybe like racism in, in Israel, um, talked about talked about some of the issues around Pele, what the documentary around Pele and his relationship to the dictatorship there. 
things on, you know, the boycotting of the World Cup in Qatar and, you know, trying to get broader kind of social lens on different footballing stories. There's also, we've done some episodes kind of looking at classic games and are kind of looking at their particular significance kind of historically and also, you know, socially and like their impact on the game going forward. And, I mean, we've had some interesting guests on. I mean, we had Tim Vickery, the South American uh, football correspondent for the BBC talking about Pele, which is a really good episode, which I enjoyed. And then, I mean, our most recent episode, which was an interesting one, was an interview with Sean McCabe, who's the world's first football climate justice officer at Bohemians in, in Ireland. And like talking about, OK, what does football got to do with climate change? Is there a way that football can kind of offer the opportunity to kind of push forward for social change in these kind of uh, especially kind of contrasting that at the time with the kind of the separation, you know, from football with like the European Super League and then you have these huge kind of um, wealth disparities between in the game and yeah, like to look at all these issues. And then sometimes we have some light episodes as well. We watched the United Passions film, which I think a lot of people have avoided for a good reason. But yeah, so we like to mix it up every once in a while as well. This morning, I did listen to um, your recent episode, as you were just talking about, with the uh, the uh, cl- climate justice officer. Am I getting the yes. title right? <laughs> Rolls there? off yeah. the tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when I'd seen the title, and I thought, more than anything, I just want to know what the hell this person's doing because it's yeah. such a. It's not just um, a climate change officer; it's a climate justice officer, yeah. obviously, which he goes on to talk about in quite detail what the realism and differences with that but yeah it was it was really interesting yeah thank you yeah no I thought it was really good also I mean also I think like often when we talk about some of these things you know related to football clubs a lot of people are quite kind of skeptical for right reason like whether it's just sort of like good PR you know like different things whether it's talking about racism or different things like that whether clubs are actually really wanting to embrace you know making changes or like be positive influences or whether it's just you know good marketing basically and that's kind of one we wanted to kind of dive into with him yeah I, I mean I heard and had my own opinion on that and I, for me I think the higher up the elite pyramid it gets for me it feels like it's more about that and I know a few years ago there was the conversation about obviously the progression of women's football and how that's progressed over the years and then all of a sudden when it seemed to reach quite high level in terms of publicity and marketing all of a sudden man united got a women's team for the first time in 20 mm. years and yeah. that that very much does feel more along those sort of lines than than what what's happening down at bows which obviously is a great club as well yeah but we're not here to talk about the real issues of the world. <laughs> no, we're, here, no. <laughs> we're here to find out what's been going on in Belize. All right. Okay. So, Daz, if you were to guess where Belize are in the world FIFA rankings, what would you guess? In, oh. in a ballpark figure. I would say 187. So, Belize currently find themselves as 171 in the world not bad not not great either um <laughs> their highest highest ranking is 114th which was in in 2016 and they they once found themselves low as 201st in 2007 2008 but i what i do really like about the belize football team they also have they're very nice kits i can't really paint the picture in a podcast form but they're 
just if you check them out there they are quite they are quite nice but when i did find out when i looked up the belize national volleyball team so they have two nicknames the first of which is the jaguars which you know pretty par for the course i guess yeah yeah but the second one is the unbelievables <laughs> Which, no, as a huge fan of uh, sort of dad joke, terrible puns, I I did really appreciate that. What's your source so, for this? Is it Wikipedia? Uh, also, Wiki- I, I don't know the source. <laughs> you know the source which Wikipedia links to. Oh, that's okay. Man. I just I just wondered if you'd made a wiki account and gone and added that in. Well. I, I I don't think the Wikipedia for 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 the for the uh, Belize um, national team has been updated that often, but um, the National League of Belize is called the Premier League of Belize because there was a merger in 2011 to, between two leagues between the Belize Premier Football League and the Super League of Belize. Wow. So I'm not entirely sure what the issue was, but there's now there's now just one. One division. You only need one division, and there's seven seven teams. Seven teams in the in in the league, and they all have absolutely fantastic names. So I'm just going to list them out. So the first team on my list is the the Belmapan Bandits. Oh, that's a strong one. Yeah. Okay. After I list these out, I want I want you to let me know what team you're going to be supporting from the Belize Belize Premier League. No longer the no longer the Super League. Okay. Yeah. So we've, so we've got Belmapan Bandits, Verdes FC, mm. Altitude FC. That's a good one. Placencia Assassins. The assassins. Freedom Fighters. Uh, Wagia SC. I presume that stands for Sporting Club. Belize Defense Force FC. Nice. Uh, very leaky defense, ironically. Um, <laughs> and the, the final team on the list is San Pedro Pirates FC. Now, out oh. of those teams, who do you think who do you think is the kind of uh, shall we say the 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 top dog in, in you know who's the kind of the uh, the Real Madrid PSG of the Premier League of Belize. I would say, if I was going to go on logic, that it's probably the defence force team. And the only reason I say that is because in places like Trinidad, I think it's Guam, Thailand, quite a lot of places, there will always be a defence force team who presumably is either run by the president, the king, the, the queen, whatever. And then I guess they just fund it and make it the Have best certain, team. Certain, certain influences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I would like to think that the assassins there, purely from the uh, name. All right. So, I, so last season the 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 the, the league was cancelled um, due to COVID. But when it was, but when uh, but the season before then, unfortunately, your assassins finished seventh of eight. Ugh. So not great. But the team which has got nine titles is the Belmapan Bandits. Oh, nice! So they have they have nine titles, and then the closest team to them is Verdes with with three. So they've got go. three times as many titles as the next placed team. 
So they are truly the giants of that league. Do they get to qualify for any sort of continental glory? I mean, I presume they do qualify. I presume they go into the CONCACAF Champions yeah. League thing, I guess. But I couldn't find any anything on their record there. But what I did like is they have they have their current squad has a Brazilian who's who I couldn't find out more on, but his name is Robertinho. So nice. he must be he must be good. And then so moving on to the national team, I had a look through their squads. And what I did find, which I thought was quite interesting, there's a guy who plays for Sheffield United's under 23s. What? Yeah, they have a 19 year old. He's got two caps. Um, I don't think he's played for the Sheffield United full team yet, but he's a midfielder who goes by the name of Angelo Capello. So I think by probably by quite a distance, he's playing at the highest level of the current squad. I've not even heard of that guy before. Yeah, and he has, I mean, he has, he has, he's actually, he's, it's not that he's um, maybe, you know, was born in, in, in the UK to, uh, to Belize parents. He's actually, he was um, born in Belize. That's interesting. But he moved to the UK when he was 11. And then he obviously decided that even by playing for Chef United Reserves, he would definitely get a call up. <laughs> Call up to the national team. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, the rest of the squad is kind of basically out playing. Verdes seem to have most of the squad. There's one guy who plays for uh, New York City FC. So I think they just won the MLS right yesterday. Yeah, what is? Yeah, MLS yeah, Cup. they did. Yeah, I was I was going to ask if they had any over in America because usually the second and third division is quite littered with other North and Central American players. Yeah, they have a few. But I mean, I think the this guy, there's one guy here who plays for Morris Elite, and I think they're in the USL League too, so they're pretty low down. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. I was just I was looking for their their biggest ever win. They beat Nicaragua, and I always thought Nicaragua were kind of okayish. Yeah, at seven one in two thousand and two. Oh, okay. And they they qualified, I think, for the they qualified for the Concacaf a few maybe in 2013 i think yeah that was the only time they ever qualified for the for the gold cup yeah sorry but they finished last in 2013 <sighs> lost all three games and scored one goal conceded oh. 11 yeah there's not going to be decades and decades of history here is there no and they have failed to qualify for the for the world cup because they finished bottom of a group which had Haiti in it. And yeah. but an unfortunate story about their uh qualification this time was that when they were in Haiti for a qualification match in March, their whole squad was held at gunpoint. Whoa. So the the team which had a four-man police escort was on a bus traveling from the airport to its hotel when it was stopped by iron men on motorbikes. The police escort, Hanley, was able to negotiate with the Iron Men and the bus was eventually allowed to continue on. Our friend from Sheffield United, I think he responded to some fan of Twitter at the time just to let know everyone was that they were okay. But yeah, and I th- they, um, there was official statement from the, from the Football Federation of Belize 
Now it refers to them as the Jaguars rather than the Unbelievables. So I'm uh, not sure it's legit. I'm not sure either the Unbelievables nickname is not entirely legitimate or this statement isn't. I want to believe it's the statement. I imagine if it's a serious statement, they probably choose not to go with the comical nickname. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, well, I just I wanted to, I wanted to read the statement. So it says Football Federation of Belize takes this time to express its disappointment and disgust at an unfortunate incident faced by the Jaguars as the team was headed from the airport to the hotel this morning in Haiti. We take this opportunity to thank the Jaguars for their bravery and inform their families that the safety of our team is our top priority. It is unfortunate that our that our Jaguars face such a traumatic experience. And Captain uh, Dion McCauley went on to uh, commend the guys for being brave. Unfortunately, the the instance they didn't have an ending. I think they lost to Haiti in the end. So I'm amazed. They I'm sure if that happened in Europe, if England went to I don't know Hungary. If they went to <laughs> Hungary for a European qualifier and that happened, I'm sure they would have been given the points. Yeah, I mean, I, and I mean, an extra three points probably as well, just for well, yeah, by a way of apology. But yeah, I mean, I think that's basically all I can give you on Belize. I mean, they're not uh, something else completely unrelated to the Belize national football team. But do you know Simone Biles, the US gymnast? She has joint uh, Belize citizenship and considers it her second home. Oh, yeah. I suppose you would if it was your second nationality. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Also, there's symmetry in the... the, So the men's team is ranked 171st in the world and the women's team is 164th. So... Maybe they just need to be putting a bit more into the women's team. Yeah, I'd be interested to know, actually. It's a good point. How many of the Minnow nations have got a higher ranking women's team than the men's? Yeah. What, what do you think is a country which has the highest discrepancy, like big difference between, say, a women's team and... Um, I, I know I know. There's around the World Cup, there's a lot of kind of a women's World Cup. I was reading kind of annoyance that like some sort of big nations you know don't have great like i think i was like some of the south america like uruguay or something don't have great i guess going back canada would be one but yeah the men's team is pretty good now right so i think yeah i think there's a few like that because i was gonna say jamaica because they qualified for the last women's world cup but i think the Mm. men's national team is at least like top 50 now so it's possibly not that high now they've got now they've got michael antonio so well, that's it, yeah. So they'll be top Back 10 within, yeah. <laughs> within the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, considering there wasn't much to dig up there. But some... Sorry, I, which which was the team that you've decided to support? Oh, I, I was going to go for... Wait, who wins it all the time? <laughs> no. No, you I'm can't joking. pick them again. <laughs> I, I think I'd stick with the Assassins. The Assassins? Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, they've they've won the league once in 2012. Yes, that's the year football peaked. I think. Yeah, I agree. That. <laughs> but no, no, you've dug up some good stuff there. I think, like you say, the the, the national team proper nickname is is a classic. We've got some humorously named teams, which always goes down well here on Pint of Football, and then we've got someone being held at gunpoint. Yeah. 
which you does know. not go down well on Heine football. <laughs> well, the, the good thing is we only do this recording over Zoom these days, so there's little to zero chance of that happening. But maybe when we get back to doing things in person, <laughs> depends on the topic. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're going to be seeing Belize at any more major tournaments soon. I'm afraid. I mean, you know, they finished. So they finished third in their group with behind Haiti and Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, they they managed to beat Turks and Caicos Islands five 0 So I mean, I guess that's something positive. But those were the only goals they scored. But I was kind of thinking because when I was looking into, it, I was like, okay, maybe football isn't even like the main sport there because you know, there's like like when you look at like a lot of Central Americans, like it's actually like baseball for some like this a major sport. But for some reason, I like football and like cycling and you know a few other sports were like the main, yeah. one the main ones. So they they got no excuse really then, have they? They were actually suspended from FIFA in in 2011, which is not a good good sign do you know why um governmental interference classic (laughs) the classic uh scourge of uh tiny football nation uh, administration yeah ask no more about that yeah well exactly i was quite impressed with how much you managed to dig up on belize there i thought you were just going to turn up and say there is no football (laughs) (laughs) not even an egg Nothing to report. See you next time. <laughs> so yeah. all that's left, Alex, is I heard you at the start mention that you're a sucker for a, a bad joke or a dad joke for the lack of calling it its proper phrase. Are you in a position to be able to fire one to close us down? Oh, Put you on the spot here. You have completely. Um, what is the one? I oh um I'm afraid for the calendar this month. Its days are numbered. The douche. <laughs> That's, That's a good one. Good as... And so... we've we've got one minute left, so I've got three last questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me up. What's been your favorite interview so far? Paul Watson. What is your favourite thing about football back home? Cheesy chips. <laughs> nice. And what's the big thing to look out for on your poddy next year? A deep dive into a footballing nation you've never heard of. And, uh, yeah. Amazing. That sounds all really good. Thanks for sparing your time. Yeah, Cheers. great. A pleasure, Daz. Uh, talk to you soon. See you in a bit. All the best. All right. Bye-bye.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.